Welcome to the Captain Bagrat podcast, where we're on a mission to fight boring news about Asia and Australia. You know, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it with a finger on the Asian, well, Asianish pulse. As always, we're recording from downtown Chinatown with yours truly, the mythical Madam Chan and friends. Are you born, Opa Adam? Am I born? <laughs> I think I'm probably saying it wrong. <laughs> Is that a greeting? It's a greeting, yes. Ah, okay. Maybe you can try and guess what country it is. Or, or I could be completely saying. Can you try it again? <laughs> Are you born? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that. I could be saying it so wrong. My my friend from this country, she's going to be or not to be. Are you born or are you not born? <laughs> are you? Born? A literal translation is wishing you a long life. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice. Right. It's, it's Sri Lankan. There you yeah. go. There you go. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, I'm so sorry, everyone who's from Sri Lanka. I learned <laughs> something new there. That's good. <laughs> and um, yeah, so in Unexpected Asia today, I'm going to cover something on feet for feet for a good fit. Feet for fit for a good fit. Mm. Okay. I've got a, um, a little bit, or oh, we're going to talk a little bit about scams. Mm. Interesting topic, right? That's why I nearly got scammed, but I was smart enough to report it to Scam Watch. More than once. Yes, same scam. <laughs> same scam, more than once. <laughs> Silly scam. You don't get me a second time or third time. <laughs> <laughs> and in Secret Asian, Asian Ish today, yeah. I'm going to do a game show. Uh, uh-huh. And it's somebody who is an Australian sporting icon. Ooh. Ooh, I know, but who has one eighth Chinese heritage? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. And this particular person, you'll never guess who they are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, shall we let's, get started? Then? Let's do this. All right. Excellent. So in Unexpected Asia. <laughs> did you know what? During hmm. all this pandemic with uh, COVID-19, uh-huh. in Indonesia, this particular entrepreneur has decided that he's going to start saving one exotic animal at a time. So what he's done is that he's... <laughs> like a private zoo or something like that. He's building his own personal Noah's Ark. <laughs> sort of. It's a little bit creepy. So he's been going to restaurants, so largely Chinese restaurants and fast food places, yeah. where he's been collecting the leftover chicken feet. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Maybe someone should tell him that by that stage, it's probably a little bit too late. Uh, yeah, you know, know. He's, he's, the horse has already bolted. <laughs> and do you know what he does with that? So he strips them off and, and makes it into leather shoes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you know how there's like really yeah. um, exotic uh, reptile and yeah. other sort of animals that shouldn't be hunted down and made into shoes or yeah, like jackets? lizards and crocodiles and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So apparently chicken feet skin, the skin around there has a yeah. similar texture as, as crocodile, as snakes. Okay. And he's managed to make some money out of this and saving the planet in a way. Imagine how many chicken feet you'd have to have to make a handbag, like just to have the right amount of leather. <laughs> That's a lot of chicken feet. Crispy chicken feet. Can you imagine? I'm getting hungry. Maybe I'll just lick it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So what I can find is that apparently it takes them up to 10 days to make a pair. So these guys, he's got six people in his company and they're all handmade. So this is really unique product. Wow. Everyone's going to be different. And what does he specialize in? Like what's his like... Shoes. Shoes, shoes. yeah? Yeah. Beautiful leather, sort of of sneaker-ish kind of shoes. Yeah. You know, like uh, 
like converse those kind of shoes yeah. as well as uh, you know your normal businessman and women's kind of sure shoes. like good enough for a chicken good enough for me yeah. kind of thing right good enough for your feet to chew on <laughs> <laughs> okay that's pretty cool i know and you're doing something about clothing uh, y- as well hey? yeah nice and what what other news stories have you got well i got an awesome one so over in asia you know because of all this covid shutdown and you know you can't, yeah. you can't travel internationally yeah well there's actually not a lot, a lot of domestic flights either in australia yeah um so we've seen um 97.5 5% plunge in international travel just in the Asia-Pacific region alone. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And so what's happened is that some of the Asian countries have decided, well, let's just do some flights to nowhere. And oh, <laughs> I heard about this. Yeah. So the one, in, the Qantas one, so Qantas wasn't one of the first airlines who's done this. So I think they copied the idea. But yeah. The, but the journey sounds really fantastic because you get to fly over, you exit, actually, you exit out of Sydney and then you come back to Sydney. Uh-huh. Uh, so on this, uh, I think it's a seven-hour flight, you go past Uluru, the Great Barrier Reef, and the Sydney Harbour, really uh-huh. low. Okay. Yeah, and, and and you have cattle class as well as business class for everyone who's kind of, you know, getting a little sick of sitting at home and want to feel like they're flying again. Mm, maybe that's designed for Karens, but I'm not sure about sitting on a plane for seven hours. Well, it, you should because these tickets got sold out in 10 minutes. Oh, man. Yeah, even though, you know... That's like, crazy. Yeah, business class was like, you know, nearly $3,000. Why? Why? I think people just Are people miss, that bored? Yeah, people just miss not being able to fly on an airplane, going, you know, from... But use that money for something else, like go and hire a caravan or like go and... They want to serve. They want to see all of Australia from above the clouds. Catch a train. (laughs) I don't know. Get a. I don't know. It's not a bird's eye view. (laughs) Yeah, but like, what about all the people that are sitting in the middle that can't see anything? (laughs) Well, I guess it's the services they're there for, right? The stewardess. It's like bonus if you can lie down across four seats in the middle of the aisle without <laughs> yeah, getting because that of, kicked. Yeah, social distancing, I guess they'll have to say 1.5 metres uh, for everyone. Some, yeah, yeah. it'll be interesting to see. And the, the windows on planes are quite small, so unless you're sitting next to the window, mm. you're not really going to see a lot, are you? But I don't know about you. I always get excited when I'm sitting by the window and I look down and I see something amazing, whether yeah. it's actually... It's always seeing the Sydney Harbour, if I'm lucky enough to be on that side. And I yeah. see the bridge and Opera House. It's just such yeah, a gorgeous it is, view. It is a nice feeling, but it's also usually because there's some sort of other feeling associated with it, like seeing family and friends again. Coming or back to Australia going, again, yeah. yeah <laughs> or going on a holiday or like after you've been away for a while. But like the whole seven hours in a plane without really going anywhere. and like, mm, I don't know. Call me biased, but it's not really my thing. Well, if you don't like the idea of flying around Uluru, the Great Barrier and, and Sydney Harbour, yeah. Qantas is also considering um, letting out some tickets to fly all the way to Antarctica and back, but exiting out of Melbourne, of course. And entering Melbourne. Okay. That's, okay. that's 13 hours of flying. Well, that might be cool, I guess, in some ways, because mm. it's a place you wouldn't normally fly. Antarctica, yeah. That's a bit south. Yeah. <laughs> and cold. And they're still going to do the low thing so you can see stuff. Yeah, apparently they're going to be flying like a figure eight, so then you get to see everything. Everyone gets oh, to see everything. Oh, okay. Yeah. Lots of ice sheets. Polar bears, maybe. Yeah. Actually, there are no polar bears down in Antarctica. No. <laughs> it's <laughs> in the North Pole. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Taiwan, uh, I think they were probably one of the first to um, conduct this flight to nowhere. Uh, yeah. So they had a Hello Kitty plane all made up. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they had people uh, dressed up in Hello Kitty costumes. <laughs> 
for Father's Day, for Asian Father's Day, which is on August the 8th. Yeah. <laughs> and also in Taipei, they had um, Tiger Air, which circled around yep. uh, South Korea's Jeju Island. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, and that sold out in four minutes. Wow, from Taiwan, Taipei to Jeju Island. Or oh, they don't and land, they, do, they come back. They just do the little flyby thing. Yeah, I wonder if they saw, saw some Jeju mermaids. Those old mm. ladies hunting for like, you know, what was it? Lobsters yeah, they, yeah, they, um, pearled up, Henya, I think they're called. Yeah. And they like dive for like pearls and things like that and seaweed. Seaweed, yeah. And oh, then wow. Japan's ANA, they had an Airbus three, uh, A380. Yeah. A bit of a tongue twister there. Um, so they only fly for 90 minutes and that sold out too. Okay. Oh, 90 minutes, amazing. okay. I can sort of understand that. Mm. But and like, yeah. Seven hours? Mm, yeah. Well, if hours, you don't mm. want to fly, the, if you're in Thailand, anybody who's in Thailand, apparently Thai Airways have opened up an on-the-ground in-flight experience. So you, it's a restaurant. Oh, I've heard about this. <laughs> it's like their training center. Yeah. Can, yeah, see the air stewardess. Well, they're usually not men, I don't think. Oh, they, maybe they might be both. And they come around with a card and they give you your food in, in the trays. Yeah, I think... Mm. Um, I have a feeling that one of the Australian airlines is doing this as well. Because oh, really? you could buy like food and they were like, oh, this is going to help people get through the pandemic. You know, like people <laughs> are losing. <laughs> Imagine that, like you're a laid off um, flight attendant oh. and you don't have any work anymore. So you're sort of a bit concerned about money. Mm. Then you have to go and buy airline food for like $202.50 a packet. <laughs> so you could like eat that each night. Yeah, I think there's, a, there's two catering companies out of Sydney where you can go and pick it up. Yeah, I know. That's, yeah. that's what I, yeah. That's You've what done I'm it? No, no, oh, okay. I read about it somewhere and I was like, mm, probably no, I'll not. stick with my meal kit. Yeah, <laughs> like if I'm going to get really stuck, I'm probably going to go back to the Shin Ramen noodles like five <laughs> nights a week, like stu the student diet. Yeah, but, with the MSG, right? But airline food, mm. Mm, Questionable. Mm. Mm. If you have a deep freezer, it might, might be coming handy <laughs> in case we have another apocalypse. <laughs> oh, so funny. <laughs> yeah, so ah, from there, flying from there, let's go straight to Ponder Ponders. Yes. I like this topic. Yes, yes, I like, I like it, it too. So what's happening on Scam Watch Australia and have you personally been a victim of a scam? Well, mm. Mm, not so much a victim of a scam, but yes. something that really like annoys me is unsolicited text messages. And I've been getting From quite whom? a lot. Hmm. I've been getting quite a lot of these lately. Okay. Um, a few of them I get from like an online retailer because mm. they're like full hyper-targeting me because I've bought a couple of things off their website lately. Oh, they're sharing uh, your address. Yeah, well, they yeah. they know my mobile number because I must have had to put it in somehow with registering yeah. or something like that. So I, I get quite a few text messages from them. But the other one that really annoys me is real estate agents. And like... <laughs> They're like, sharks. It's always like something like, oh, pre-market opportunity or like special release before being listed and Get like all of this. Yeah. yeah, available. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> there's no personalization about this. It's not, it's going to everyone, you know, it's going to everyone mm. on the database, mm. but because they have to collect your, or they do collect your mobile whenever you do an inspection of any type, whether it's for rent or for sale or whatever, you go into this like huge database that the yeah. real estate agents use and I don't reckon they clean it. Like I don't think they do anything with it. I think it's probably been over a year since I've been looking at properties. Well, they want and, as many names as possible. Yeah, and then yeah. I just got one like out of the blue. And I know like for some people, some very, very sad 
lonely, bored people who like have this hobby out of like going to open for inspections and auctions and stuff like that. It's like a pastime. Yeah. In Australia, we should do a separate episode on that because that. Speaking of peeves, like I think it is. <laughs> it's like an it's like an Australian obsession. But um, but yeah, the the fact that they just don't clean through and like this information just sits there and then they put out these text messages is really annoying. And then you have to opt out every single time. Well, I replied, you... stop. And yeah, then I was like, right. oh, that was pretty aggressive. But like normally when mm. you say that, if it's an automated service, it'll, by law, mm. if you reply stop to a text message, it has, it has to opt yeah. you out. But this clearly was a person, and then they did something with like a funny, like smiley or embarrassed face emoji, like. Oh, and I was just, like, that's, that's, that's unprofessional. I know it's annoying. Anyway, that's um that's one of my pet peeves about scamming, I guess. Okay, well it seems you? like you get pre- you're getting pretty angry there, so I'll change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been um being scammed. I'm not, I haven't been scammed. So they left two messages, voicemails on my phone. Okay. And I've reported it to scamwatch.gov.au, uh, uh-huh. so it's an Australian government site. Yep. And I also checked out their Facebook and Twitter, and it was the same scam. And they and they even said that it's this particular scam where they're pretending to be Home Affairs, and uh. they're alleging to um come and arrest you because of criminal activities or some investigation and Uh so you should call them back or press one to talk to their agent and i still have the voicemails i'm about oh here we go yeah here we go play call is set there is a legal case being filed under your name as your identity is being used for several illegal activities there is an arrest warrant issued under your name as well to talk to a federal officer from the Department of Home Affairs, press one now. Obviously, I didn't press one. <laughs> well, I wonder what happens if you press one. <laughs> I but, don't want to press one. So they, they call you or it just goes straight to voicemail? They called me and then um, they left a message. And so I don't even know if, if I, by pressing play, maybe they're siphoning sy- my information, maybe. No. I don't know. So anyway, so I, I reported straight away and then I realized also from the Facebook and Twitter, apparently this is, this this is, is, pretty, this common. is pretty common. Yeah. And apparently during this whole COVID situation, the rate of scammers alleging to be a government agency is increasing yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Like there's other examples of um, people calling up, uh, pretending to be the tax office and they said, yeah. look, you know, your tax file number is being misused. If you don't pay this, we're going to put you in jail. That's, <laughs> that's pretty hardcore. Yeah, pretty yeah. aggressive. And then the Australian Energy Regulator apparently is sending out um, emails or asking over the phone for your bank details. So yeah. don't do that. Never give your bank details over the phone. Yeah, not yeah. cool. Uh, and then obviously this Home Affairs one, as well as many others. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. people have more time on their hands, so they're just thinking of more ways to like yeah. scam people. And I think people are just... Um, uh, maybe a lot of people lost their jobs as well, so they're yeah. trying to recoup it in other, you know, criminal kind of way. Yeah. And yeah, for all the Indian community out there in Australia, apparently there's um the uh, consulate general of India. So someone's impersonating the consulate yep. Yep. and ask, saying that they will be deported if they don't immediately wire money to a Western Union account. Wow. So don't do that, everyone. If you get a call, pretend to be the consulate general of India. I heard something like mm. that's going through the universities at the moment, like fake kidnappings. Oh, yes, Did you I hear heard about, about that? that. Yeah. Yeah, like Chinese students that are like being forced to like do. I don't know how it works because they forced. actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So the student like has to like submit some images of themselves as if they've been kidnapped. Yeah. Then the scammer takes that and contacts their family and asks for money. 
So I don't know exactly how it works, but... Okay, so they must play two games with. First one to say, yeah. hey, this is a joke, let's... Uh... No, yeah, I think they... I, mm, How I don't know. Work? I don't know. I'm not really sure. But they they say, "Oh, you've been impersonated or something." Okay. Maybe they say you've been impersonated and someone's pretending to be you. Yes. And they look like they've been kidnapped. Can you send us like a picture of yourself to show so that we can show that that's not you? And you have to like dress in these clothes and do that what? thing. What? I wouldn't fall for that. Yeah, I know. It sounds so dodgy. <laughs> And then they use that to scam the parents because it is they use the actual photo, Photos not the, the fake one. Yeah, and then they say that they're going to get deported and blah blah blah. Oh, that that's sort of horrible. Stuff. Yeah, but apparently it's been targeting Chinese students in Australia. Poor international students. Yeah. Yeah. Well, scams are also happening in China because I remember a while back when my friends and I we were at uni and mm. we were traveling around um, China. So I was reading the Lonely Planet and they and at the time there was this particular scam where. A Chinese local or student would pretend that, uh, that they want to take you to the uh, Chinese garden somewhere to have yeah, tea in yep. exchange for English. Yeah. And then once you get there, um, they bring you this huge bill that you have to pay before you could leave. Oh, no. I know. And so I was um, showing my friends around uh, in this particular city. And then I, I literally just turned around for about maybe two minutes because I was asking someone for direction and this and these two people approached my friends who didn't speak you know uh, Chinese at all yeah. and was asking them hey do you want to go to the tea gardens with us and oh no way I know and then when I went over there and I heard the conversation I was like oi you get away from my yeah, friends no. I know this trick yeah <laughs> Wow. Okay. No, no. I've had, yeah, I've had another, another friend of mine who's um whose wife's email account got hacked. Yeah. Yeah, and um they wrote an email um to all her contacts in there saying, oh, you know, I'm stuck in oh, this country. Yeah. Can't get home. My yeah. bank account's been cut off or frozen. Um, could you please send some money to me, like you know, a thousand dollars to this bank account? Eek. Yeah. Well, her ex was dumb enough to do it. Oh no! But in a way, obviously, he still cared about her. Yeah. And thinking it was legit because they he knew that she was on holidays and he thought it was legit. Oh wow! And so he actually wired some money and then gave her a call later on and said, "Hi, I'm just wondering, are you okay?" And she was just like, "What are you talking about? I'm perfectly fine." Oh no! I know. So he got oh, scammed no. several thousand dollars. Oh, that's really sad. <laughs> Anyway, oh so <laughs> I know that, that is really sad, but yeah. So all you listeners out there, be careful because the top scams at the moment are like investment scams. Yeah, I yeah. also um, yeah, I was just looking before and I heard about one um, like a rental and accommodation scam. Yeah, but obviously heaps of people are like worried about getting evicted and That's things right. like that. And apparently Australians have lost over three hundred thousand oh, dollars to rental God. and accommodation scams this year, <sighs> which is like a seventy-six percent increase on this time last year. Wow! And <clears throat> usually it's around like oh, um, you know, someone posing to be a doctor or a landlord or an agent. Mm. And they say, oh, we we'll do. You can do a virtual inspection, and they show you the place and everything. Yeah. And then they ask for a deposit before they can send you the keys and things like that. And people just get, I don't know. I guess they get sucked in. Yeah, yeah, get desperate. Yeah, desperation. As well. and mm. Yeah, it's it's really sad. Yeah, and then dating and romance apparently is the second most. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. and then threat to life, arrest, or other. Hello. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Went through that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what a shame. Yeah. So um, let's let's sort of segue from secret. <laughs> 
<laughs> secret scams to secret <laughs> Asians and secret asian -y. What's the password? Captain Bagrat. Come in. Sounds good. Something you, a little bit light-hearted. Light yeah, <laughs> and, and you've got a really interesting person uh, today, right? Yes, yes, I so do. So I have to guess who it is. Absolutely. So it's going to be okay. Game Master, <clears throat> Madam Chan. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, you can see how bored I got. It was a, it was a Saturday night, and I started watching this uh, on ABC uh -huh. uh, on demand or iView, what it's called. Yeah. And I just thought, all of a sudden, this person's mother. I mm -hmm. looked at this person's mother and I went, she looks a little Asianish. Uh huh. Yeah. And then 14 minutes into the doco, apparently this person has Chinese heritage, and it's somebody very famous from Australia. Okay. Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, clue number one. Wait, let me just check my buzzer. Bzzz. Okay, I'm That'll ready. do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like someone's getting tasered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully scammers. Yes. <laughs> okay, I was born on the 16th of February, 1973. Uh-huh. Mackay, Queensland, Australia. Okay. Oh, Queensland. That was really hard. Okay, next one. Clue number two. To the untrained eye, my mother <laughs> looks indigenous. However, uh -huh. would you believe she's one quarter Chinese? Okay. She likes to drink jasmine tea, gardening, and she's hardworking. Wow, she ticks all the Asian traits. I know. All the stereotypical ones. <laughs> but jasmine she looks tea, hardworking, and likes gardening. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Got anyone? Not yet. Not yet? Okay, third clue. On this person's right arm, there is uh, a tattoo that says, Because I'm free. Mid, it's tattooed midway between the shoulder and elbow. Okay. That's a bit of a clue, sort of. It is, yeah. Are you, not, are you hitting nah, anything? Nah? nah. Nah. Okay, okay. Fourth clue. Um, Wait, how many clues are there? Uh, only five. Oh, okay. So All I'm right. about to give the fourth, unless you sort of know. Okay. No? Keep going. All right, keep going. Okay. Fourth, fourth one, okay. I am the first Indigenous Australian to become a Commonwealth gold medalist at the age of 16 in 1990. And I won... <laughs> I think I've got it. Okay. It's Kathy Freeman. Yes! 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 Ah, uh, yeah. I knew. It. I didn't know about the tattoo, but yeah. Part Chinese. Yeah, this is weird. This is so weird. It's her mother's side. Her mum is quarter one Chinese. quarter yeah. Chinese. So yeah. she's one eighth Chinese. Yeah. Interesting. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I know, it's so random. But the other clues I was going to give you, which, you know, you obviously didn't need, was that, you know, one silver medal at the Atlanta Olympics and then obviously one gold. Yeah. Sydney for the 400 meter sprint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Amazing. Cool. <laughs> good Good find. I know. It's totally out there. Like, I, <laughs> I thought you'd never get it, but that was pretty good. Yeah, I like that. And, and like, like, put a bit of infusion of some indigenous culture in there as well. Yeah. Yeah, native to Australia, but also well linked into Asia. Exactly. So I think she's kind of, uh, from what I read, um, she's kind of surprised herself because I think mm. when she did the show, um, who, where do you think you came from? Uh, and then they yeah, must have done the yeah. test on her and then she yeah. realized, yeah, she's actually part Chinese. And so ever since then, I think in all of her um, uh, articles uh, or from her interviews, she said, I'm actually really int intrigued, but I don't know much about China though. How cool. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I think I learned a lot today. <laughs> I think we both learned a lot today. From like the Singalese at the start. Through, yeah. Are you born? I think it's... <laughs> yes. As well as not to get scammed. Mm. Yes. Don't get scammed. Yeah. And amazing Kathy Freeman. My God. Yeah. Amazing. What an achiever. Yeah. Tell me about it. We need more. More Kathy Freemans out there. <laughs>
So All right, good. Adam. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. You sound like Elvis just then. Mm. Back right out. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For the latest updates and kooky posts, follow us at Captain Bagrat on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you love it as much as Captain Bagrat and we do, please support us with likes and shares. If you're really digging Captain Bagrat, it does cost us a bit to produce, and we really appreciate donations and in-kind contributions via Patreon or however you like. I mean, we will never say no to be a sponsorship. Your support will bring us one step closer to having our own TV show one day and to live broadcast it from the heart of downtown Chinatown. Solid.